Welcome to the LVR Podcast, a podcast designed for Australian mortgage brokers made by brokers. We're here to help answer your questions with solid industry answers. Learning, validation, and respect. Now, here's your hosts, Ruan Berger and Marissa Schultz. Thank you for having us uh, today for the LBR podcast. Marissa and myself have got a great topic we would like to cover off. Going around the country, I've found just all these interest rate rises has really got everyone a little bit in a jiffy. It's got people thinking a little bit different. It's making them ask different questions. Questions that 18 months ago, two years ago was, I don't think we really articulated, nor did we really have to talk about it as we are today. And Marissa, is it fair to say this whole rising market is getting quite a few people a bit in stress or a bit in strife. And this is not even not just talking about the clients out there. I'm talking about mortgage brokers just feeling a little bit uneasy for what is presenting itself in the market as it stands today. Yeah, look, Ron, I think there's a lot of mortgage brokers out there in Australia that have never experienced an interest rate rising environment. You know, it's been so long since interest rates have been on the rise in Australia that you know, if you've only been a mortgage broker for the last decade, you have not experienced what it's like to have rates go up. And it's been, you know, a pretty easy ride for brokers in the sense that rates have been going down, borrowers have been, you know, growing their borrowing capacity, you know, things have been going pretty well. So obviously it's a different market, you know, and rates are going up, which means that borrowers' borrowing capacities are reducing and the conversations with borrowers are changing. Brokers that are new to this environment, this is going to present new challenges for them, uh, also new opportunities for them and how they work with their clients. But it is going to be something new that they haven't experienced before. So there does need to be a shift to the way that they present the value that they provide to their clients. Is it fair to say, and I mean, we're talking about how do we see it today in respect of what what brokers can do, it's for any of us brokers, you know, myself included, have been through this market in the past. It's fair to say this is not something new. No. It's uh, it, it's just been a while. That's it. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. it was it was always going to come again, you know. I mean, yes. if you think about it, I, I would have thought no one would have been out there saying to clients, enjoy this because this is where we're going to be. I think everyone would have said, enjoy this because it's got to change again. That's right. And I think, you know, the the rises have happened really quickly and really suddenly, probably more than we expected. We always knew that it was going to go up. We always knew that it wouldn't last. And, and, you know, it's funny when you hear conversations around the place where people say, oh, interest rates are so high, but actually they're still pretty low. You know, when you look at long-term averages in Australia, the interest rates are still reasonable like they're not they're not too high it's just that we've been you know we've been privileged and blessed with such low interest rates for so long that we've gotten accustomed to those and gotten accustomed to what that means for borrowers so yeah but do you think it is that the spanner in the works if you like is just because property prices have significantly gone up over the last four or five years which now creates that fact that um where someone may have had a high rate Lower lending now, it is a high rate and higher lending. Yeah, and I think, you know, hopefully mortgage brokers have been doing the right thing over the period of the low rates and been positioning their clients for the fact that rates would get back up to this level and potentially even higher so that they can actually afford 
uh, these rate rises that have come because, like you said, Ruan, we always knew that they were going to come. So now we really need to make sure that our clients are okay. Yeah. We need to make sure that the clients that we've put into loans when interest rates are really cheap are still managing their repayments and they're going to be comfortable moving forward. Yeah. Even though they're, you know, mortgage repayments for some people, especially those coming off the fixed rates and coming on to the new variable rates or the new fixed rates, their repayments might be doubling. Yeah. Cliffhanger. You know, so for a family, that can be a, a big you know, big change to their cash flow, big change to their living expenses. And then when you couple that together with the increased cost of living that we're seeing, there will be some families that feel the pain. And as mortgage brokers, we need to be there to support them during that journey. And that will be a new experience for the mortgage brokers that haven't experienced that type of um, scenario before. So it's a really important to have that shift in mindset as to you know what is really important for our clients moving forward. Yeah, agreed. And I think we we talk about you just brought up the word experience. I've been, you know, in the last few weeks I've done a few keynotes and I talk about experience. And I think there's there's two ways to sell experience. Yes, some of us has been there, some of us have seen it, some of us have experienced it, and therefore we almost have a bit of a guidance compass on how to deal with these things as they present themselves again. But there's every opportunity for anyone that has not experienced uh, those markets Mm. to build an experience out in this time. How are you going to work with your client? What are you going to do? And what is your client going to experience as part of your relationship with them and your longevity clause with them to know that when we do get these hits and bumps, you can know this much that I am there and I will do this and this and this is what you will experience through this journey and through this mm. engagement that you have with me. So so there's a lot of upside in markets like this that we we don't really, I don't think sometimes we pay enough attention to or we stop. You know, there, there's always, I heard this from, um, from a particular uh, person that I really like talking to and he said to me, he's always said, you've got to slow down a bit before you take uh, speed up again and you've got to slow down a bit before you speed up. Yeah. And I think this has just given us an opportunity to slow down mm-hmm. and then we can ever so slightly start speeding up again because now we are setting an experience trend with our clients to know if this was to happen again, this is how this works. This is how we deal with it. Yeah, and I think that moving forward now more than ever and hopefully most Australian mortgage brokers have been doing this anyway, but we really need to centre our value around education and and that needs to be the experience that we provide because as interest rates were coming down, it was easy to service the needs of our clients because with every interest rate cut, their borrowing capacity was increasing. So it was easier for them to achieve what they wanted to achieve. And, um, you know, now we're in the opposite environment where with every interest rate rise and with every, you know, living expense rise, their borrowing capacity is decreasing. So education is going to be at the centre of the value that we provide as mortgage brokers. And that's going to be a really important uh, shift for some brokers who haven't been focusing on that. I know that many brokers do. And that's what makes mortgage brokers so successful. That's why we have such a big portion of the market coming to work with us because we do provide that value and that education and, you know, put put the customer's best interest first. And that's what we have to keep doing moving forward. Yeah. And is it fair to say, Marissa, as we go on, uh, that's become an expectation from clients too. Absolutely. You know, all these things, they, they almost expect of us to look after them. They expect of us to be judge and juror in respect of our counsel that we give, the advice that we 
um, that we share with them in respect of what outcomes they seek. And we this doesn't just go for clients. I, what I love of this conversation already is where it, almost the way it's growing out is this is even for our referral sources. I mean, there was a time when your referral source didn't have to give you a business and you weren't too upset with them because there was more coming through the front door mm. than you can poke a stick at. Yeah. Now that referral source has got a few dramas themselves as well. They've got a few things to work through. And so so what is your education to them? Yeah. Um, it can't just be there for to the client. You almost got to educate them too. I've always said you can't ask for referrals. You have to educate for referrals purely because that's a value proposition. That is showing you to be different or better than someone else. And this market is allowing us that opportunities and more. Yeah, that's right. I think that's a really good point in terms of, you know, we've we've all been very lucky in the sense that there's been so much business out there that that might start to change. You know, I think from what I'm hearing in the market, it already is starting to change, but the good businesses will always have work, plenty of work and plenty of leads. But it's probably important to get back to the basics and make sure that you are, you know, what are your lead generation um, activities? Who are your referral partners and how are they working with you? How are you servicing and looking after your existing clients so that you can generate referrals? Um, You know, these are all the the things that we're going to need to be smarter with as we move forward because it may not be as easy as it was, uh, you know, when interest rates were practically nothing. So, uh, yeah, definitely it is a bit of a shift. You know, we do need to be you know, make sure that we're in that space of actually working harder for our business and working harder to keep our business and and making sure that we're providing awesome value so that we can move forward. I guess the other big thing as well with interest rates rising is that many clients are going to experience this mortgage prisoner type scenario where even if they do want to refinance or do something, even if it's a dollar for dollar refinance, they may not be able to. You know, what they could borrow at the time, uh, even though they actually are in reality meeting all their repayments and have money left over to save, you know, with the new assessment rates and and what we need to do, they may not actually be able to move banks, which would be really unfortunate for them because it might mean that they miss out on cheaper interest rates or, you know, or any other special offers. So that's also going to require a lot of education. I really hope that's a space that lenders really step up and and address in the near future one (laughs) because, you know, there needs to be some sort of better solution so that we don't have this mortgage prisoner situation, especially where clients are, you know, their situation hasn't changed and they're comfortably meeting all their repayments. They should be able to refinance dollar for dollar without the need for, you know, intense uh, reassessment or servicing, you know, according to the new assessment rate so that they can actually get out of their current loan if they need to. But yeah, yeah, that's just sort of another side topic that maybe we can run a topic on. Yeah, and again, and I mean, well, this conversation is it's a a rising market and that creates certain conversations. So I think the topic is very valid and validated. The, The only thing I will say, Marissa, it's like all things. So, I mean, if someone moves for a lower variable rate, it could be two months and that rate is not the best anymore either. And then... You know, it starts costing them from move to one to another. Yeah. I think there's so many variables. I, I like your idea of education. I think at the end of the day, people have to learn. It's almost like, so I've always looked at those things. And you talk about education. And I used to say with a client, when a client comes to me and go, well, Rowan, that's the rate is now out there. I should have gone for that rate. And I said, mate, this is no different than buying a car. You can't buy a car today for $30,000 and just because 
by next Wednesday, there's a special in it for 25. You take this one back and say, now I want that $25,000 car. We sometimes, unfortunately, it's a timing. The timing presents itself. We buy something at that particular market assessment. And that is what we now have to that we now have to meet and we have an obligation to do so. I think that's the education piece for me is where I think us brokers play a very, very big role because I've always said, you know, there's a lot of things out there, banks being one of them, that we can't control. So we should play in the space that we can and we're there for that. It, I, I just really, uh, you resonate with me with the education. I think uh, one of the points I just want to note on what you said I think if you really want to know where your value is going to be over the next two, three, four, five years, it's those very people that are that mortgage prisoners that feels like, you know, when no one was for me, you were. Yeah. When no one was checking on me, you were. When no one was doing this for me, you were. Now when the market changes and choices are more for mine to have, I want to go, Marissa, you're my person. What do you think? Yeah. And yeah. if anything has to happen, Marissa, you do it. Why? Because if there's anything that I do know today is that you made me feel like I still mattered when things were that bit tougher, when things weren't that bit shady. It was not as straightforward as it was 18 months, two years ago. It's so true. You know, I've always found that the people that you help where there's nothing in it for you, you know, they tend to be the best clients and the best referrers and yeah the most loyal because they know that no one else has been willing to help them because there was no commission in it or there was, you know, they it was a very long lead time to help them. So if you can stick by those people, that's where, you know, that's where you start to yeah. um, create those loyal raving fans. Just to that point, I, I think this is one of the things that I that I do take a bit of stock on when we talk about those people are so quickly, brokers especially, loan writers go, but there's nothing in it for me. You know, I should be paid for everything I do. We've got to understand the industry we're into, the profession that we've chosen. You know, if you're a chef, you have to work weekends. And if you don't like working weekends, then chef is just not going to be cutting it out. If you mm. want to go to the army, you need to be knowing that you can get deployed. Those are all the things that comes. It's parameters of where you are and what you do and what you want to do. And if the why for us is about helping people, it can't always be about the money. And I mean, even good lawyers are doing pro bonos, you know. And so, so we need to really look at this and say, what has made us who we've become? And it is our clients. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't banks, let's be honest. It was 100% our clients. They are the ones that have been spoken for. They are the judge. They are the juror. They are the ones that said, brokers brings value to me. So we got to appreciate this market. we got to do the very thing that made them come to us in the first place. In my experience, I found that the mortgage brokers that are not focused on the money and focused on the helping people are the ones that make the most money. Yeah. So <laughs> It looks after itself, doesn't it? The ones that are focused on you know, on the money and only wanting to do the money generating activities, they are the ones that, you know, clients can see through that and they, you know, they don't sort of have the successful long-term uh, businesses that they that they would like potentially. Yeah. But I think we're running out of time, but I guess just to wrap it up, you know, obviously moving into this space, education is going to be the key. Have a look at your value proposition and what your what your position is with your existing clients and make sure you're there for them to support them. And um, 
if you stick to the education focus, you will survive and thrive this this period of upswing in interest rates, won't you? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us again. Um, hello at Success and Broker. If there's any topic that you would like us to cover, I think you can already tell with Marissa and myself, uh, the LVR podcast for us started with learning validation and respect. We we want to respect everyone, but we also want to bring things to the forefront where we believe attention needs to be given um, with education, especially being, being a big drive for us. And second to none, us as people not changing, doing what is right by our industry, by our profession and very much by our clients. Thank you so much. And we look forward to hear from you all again um, in the very near future. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the LVR podcast. We hope you gained massive value from today's episode. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Success and Broker and The Broker Journal, driving broker routines and behaviors for better client outcomes. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'd appreciate if you gave us a five-star review. That way, it'll help others who would value this content too. We'll join you in the next episode.